Hallelujah. Very humble to be stand in this great place before the great people of great God. I believe that this morning, yeah, this morning, God will grant us grace and will speak to us. Shall we bow our head, our Heavenly Father? We thank you for each and every one. Lord, speak to your people and minister to your people according to the craving of their heart. You know the very need of everyone here. Let me only be a mouthpiece that what I hear and what I see, let me declare it unto your people with boldness and without fear. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Be seated. I'd want to a certain song, but uh, it has escaped from my mind. But good morning and um, praise the Lord. Uh, I first want to salute the leadership of this great church and this mighty church. I respect this church so much. I cannot stand here and say words I don't mean. For me, the moment I live there and come, I see myself as standing before God and God speaking. So every word that comes out of my mouth, I'm very careful. It is from my heart. I respect this church so much. Not because of what I see today, but because of what I see tomorrow. The shepherds, the wise men, respected Jesus, not because of a baby, but because of what he's going to be to the world. You don't worship a baby. Even you can't give gift to a baby because he wouldn't even know you're giving him a gift. But because of the future. Hallelujah. And I salute all of you, uh, the leadership, especially Apostle uh, Bwadu and his wonderful wife, uh, Aisha. Uh, I used to see some business, there, somebody, Aisha's uh, something in Ghana. Anytime I see it, I say, uh, I remember Pastor Bwadu's wife. Amen. And I want to also thank my friend, Pastor John, so much uh, for your friendship too. God bless you. It is he who linked me. Uh, and I thank you for this great link. Uh, I'm learning a lot. I thank, uh, I cannot mention all of you, uh, Pastor Phelps and uh, all, uh, Pastor Mante and all the rest. Enoch, uh, my landlord and the wife. Thank you very much. Uh, 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 hallelujah. Uh, when I came here the first time, he was my landlord, so so, 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 thank you so much for that. Uh, uh, also, want to uh, not the last uh, thank my son Christopher. He's been getting my uh, somebody sent my email uh, uh, 
to him. Uh, uh, and he, he, he said, the, the things in it were very heavy. He couldn't. I said, if they sent it to you, solve it. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> because he seems, he seems to carry uh, the same name, Christopher. I'm also Christopher. No? Then I have uh, my, my darling, uh, which is uh, Isaac. Uh, where is Isaac? Oh, she, oh. Wow. <laughs> She's the only person that can hold me and play with me. And uh, we, she's everything to me, and we are very close, amen. Except for my children, and I was her mass teacher. Uh, praise God! <laughs> so I did very well. When the teachers are finding it very difficult, I sit her down. I formulate my own formula. <laughs> but sometimes it turns, you know, what you people brought to us. Uh, in the 50s and 40s. Some of them are still carrying it. But I, I look at it and I will break it down. Sometimes the teacher said, how did you do it? And he said, give us the formula. So I know that me too, I can formulate formulas. <laughs> Hallelujah. Once I understand it, I formulate it. So God bless you. Then, not the least, my dear wife, uh, uh, she's so precious to me. And uh, I don't ever think when I'm traveling outside, I can come alone. Because she's like my right hand. Uh, if you take her away, uh, I won't be able to do a lot. Hallelujah. So uh, you may not see her preaching, but she preaches better than me. And I salute her. And I call her the prophet, prophet. Amen. Thank you very much. And I also want to introduce the greatest man in my life, that is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. A friend. The one that can take anything and change it to use. He can just take anything people will throw away and he can carve it and makes it very expensive for people to be trusting to go and buy. This, is, this man is called Jesus. And I pray that you'll have an encounter with that Jesus. For my desire is to know him and to know his power. All the time I've been crying, Jesus, I want to know you more and more. I was asking God, God, what should I share with your people? I don't just want to excite people. I just don't want to say anything that people will become very happy and just excited after leaving this place. It won't work. There are certain things you can work people out and they can be excited, but it doesn't work. Uh, and they, the only work it will do is to make them happy uh, uh, for the moment. But I want things that will last in your life. And the only thing that will last in your life is the word of God. If the real word comes, the Bible says that even the heavens and the earth will pass away. But the word will abide forever. 
the only thing that abides is God's word. Whenever you get into crisis, you get into any situation, what you should look for is the word. And when that word comes, it solves the problem. And that is how God operates. Anytime God wants to solve any problem, he releases the word. When he wanted even to save this world, he brought the word. John chapter 1 verse 1 says that in the beginning was the word and the word was of God and the word itself was God. And without that word, even you yourself will not be me. So you are in existence because of that word. So through that word, all things are made. So I pray that God will speak his simple word. But people don't want to listen to the word. Most of Jesus' miracle, his, he, he, the people he recommended for faith, he spoke the word. He said, be healed. Is it not a word? And he said, go. Your so is healed. And the person just speak. One of the man said, just speak the word. I don't even want you to come to my house. Just do what? Speak the word. From this place to my house is far. But just speak the word. The word has a speed. And it can work. It is quick and it's alive. And it can bring life. There's a life in it. And I pray that God's divine word will come to you. Sometimes it's not easy when you're looking for God's word. At a point, God, the Bible says that the word of the Lord sometimes becomes scarce. Very, very difficult to know. It doesn't mean that the Bible is not there. But people depart and do not read the meaning, the understanding of what is in it because of the conditions that prevails. I pray that God will help us. I want to just share some few things and I will pray. My nature, I have a nature. The nature is I preach and I make the way I preach is different from the way everybody preaches. I speak, especially when I'm talking, it may not it may not make sense to you, but it will be making sense to another person. Because I minister to individuals that are crying for God. Uh, so sometimes, you see, I stop and I move for another. I can say, ah, this guy, has he deviated? I haven't deviated. I'm aware. I know what I'm doing. And <laughs> so I, 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 I try to address people's need in the service. So if we sit down, I want to put it in the British way, uh, line by line. Uh, you may miss me because the problems are not line by line here because they are different. Everybody have got this different problem. So I wish God could make them line by line. They can make, bring meaning to you. Hallelujah. Amen. But uh, of course it will bring meaning to you in Jesus' name. Amen. The first thing I want us to know is that I pray that our faith will be strengthened because you cannot please God without faith. And this Christian life 
is a life of faith. The Christian walk is a walk of faith. You have to take a step of faith before you see the result. The world has to see the result before they believe. The Christian has to believe before they see the result. And that is the difference between the Christian and the unbeliever. So if you want things to happen to you, you need to operate by faith. And I believe that faith is not in a vacuum. Faith is based on God and what he can do and his word. If your strength in God, your faith in God is weak, no matter what he says, it will be weak. Your strength, your faith, if it will be strong, it is the way you get to know God. I like Abraham and I always talked about him. He is the kind that is like a believer. He was not born a Hebrew. But he gave, the Hebrews came out of him. I wasn't born a Christian. But out of my words and preaching to people, people can become Christians. The Bible said in Romans, I like that Romans, Abraham had a situation, a very difficult situation. The situation is medically impossible. There are certain situations you encounter they are medically possible. Medical science is advancing so much that when it gets to a point, uh, it can help solve problems. And I am not against it. Because Jesus himself said, those who are not against us, they are for us. So they are the one working on the physical level. I always know that to overcome and to win a battle, you need two-sided life. One, the spiritual, and two, the physical. I say one word. For every battle that you fight in your life, you need the spiritual and you need the physical. An example was when Israel was walking in the wilderness. And sometimes you will find out that you haven't gone to look for a fight, but the fight comes to you. Sometimes you will determine, I don't want trouble, but the trouble will walk to your place. So if it comes, what do you do? Here are these people, God has promised them, and they are going on that journey to a place where God has promised them. And just God never spoke about the Amalekite, isn't it? He never spoke about any battle that they are going to meet in the wilderness, isn't it? But on their way, some people just met them and decided that whether you fight us or not, we will fight you. 
For the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness till all the people who were men of war. Okay, this is not what I want to say. So on the way, the Amalekite came against Israel. And Moses said, I'm going to do something. This battle, we have the spiritual one that affects the physical. So I am going to the mountain. But going to the mountain, I also need helpers. Sometimes, some of us are super, superman and super spiritual. We don't need, you tell somebody, you need somebody in your life. We really need, even Moses needed helpers. She said, Joshua, you are not to come up here. You should be on the ground. I will go up with I will go up with who? Aaron and her. So he took Aaron and her up while who? Joshua was on the ground. Why didn't he take Joshua along? Going to fight spiritual battle. Let the Amalekite alone and let's go and fight. America will die. No, sometimes God needs your sword. He needs your money. They say, oh, don't worry. God will provide for himself. Yes, he will provide for himself through you. So Amalekite came against. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalekite. And Moses, Aaron, and her went up to the top of the hill. They went up to where? The top of the hill. The psalmist says that I will lift up my eye onto the hills. He went where the presence of God is. And that was where the battle, the real battle is done. Sometimes where the real battle is done, people don't see. But they were there fighting. And whatever they did up there reflected what happened on the ground. And whatever your prayers are will reflect what is on the ground. I have seen prayers being done. And seeing effect on the ground. And sometimes those who are on the ground may think we are good fighters. No. Someone is up there for you. And whenever Moses then lifted up his rod. The rod of Moses. That was what Moses was using in his life. He was used to that rod. It was an ordinary rod until it was put into the hands of God. Then when God handled it, he turned that ordinary rod into a rod of power. Whatever you have, God can take it and turn it in another way. And the very common thing you think is common could be used to win battles for you. And as, but you have to release it into the hands of God. So God then picked it. I thank God. 
And Moses lifted that rod. Moses held up his hand that Israel did what? That Israel what? As Moses lifted up his hands, who prevailed? Who prevailed? And when he let down his hand, who also prevailed? So, who is fighting that battle? Who is fighting that battle? Moses. But if you go to the battlefield, you will not see Moses. There are so many people that we see that we give all the glory to, but they are not the one fighting it. There are some secretly doing certain things that makes things happen. I call them the Moses. Some can hide behind and sponsor the work of God. And because of his sponsoring that work, the work goes on. That are the Moses. You might not see them in front here, but they are causing things to happen. The day they cut off the supply, the whole system begin to go through crisis. In every church, we have the Moses and we have the Joshua's. We need the Joshua's as well as the Moses. Without the two, there will not be victory for this system. We need those who will supply, who will add, who will encourage, who will push, who will do something in secret for this work to move on. But we also need the front men who will go and put their life at stake and expose their life to the, on the battlefield and fight and win. Without the two, there will be no victory for Israel. The vision of God who God told them it was God who said, I am taking you to a land filled with milk and honey. And they were on their way going. If Moses hadn't gone up, this dream would have died and somebody would have said, God is a liar. God is not a liar. I pray for Moses and I also pray for the Joshua's. And any time Joshua, Moses lifted up his hands, what happened? Israel prevailed. Then something started happening. Sometimes the hands become weak. Sometimes leadership tries to become a little bit discouraged, but they don't show it. And when you see it coming down, it's not a time to criticize. It's a time to hold. Because if it comes down, it's not trouble for Moses alone, but trouble for all Israel. Pray. That's the time you have to pray for your leadership. That's the time you have to pray for those who are, who are up there and lifting hands. That's the time you have to pray. 
When things seem to be confusing, that's the time you need to pray for clarity of vision. Moses, he lifted up his hands. It came down. His hands became heavy because the battle was not ending. Sometimes you feel the battle should end quick. Have you seen, have you fought a long battle before? In life, you think the thing will move away quick. It is not moving away. There are some, you don't, some victories, you don't need to go fast, but they run fast. Those you don't want them to keep long, that the one who will be marking time with you. But Moses' hands became heavy. So they took a stone and put it under him. You see, Aaron did not say, Moses, move and let me put my hands there. That is cool guitar. But Moses also knew that he needed Aaron. Amen. So the Aaron you need at a point you may be able to handle it, but Aaron will come in one day. So anytime you are moving, you must move with your Aaron. And you must move with your air. So so Moses' hand became very heavy and he took a stone and put it under him. And he sat on it. And Aaron and Hare supported his hands. The stone which you sit on. That stone. Sitting on that stone. You can never lose that battle. When you stand upon the stone, when you rest on the stone, when you rest on Jesus Christ, and people lift up your hand at that point, at the point we get weak, just rest on Christ. Just sit on Christ. Just rest on Christ. If you don't know what to do and you're weak, and you are confused, and you seems, battle seems to be loose, you'll be losing that battle. Don't be afraid. Just let them put Christ and just rest on him. You need that stone. We all need that stone at a certain point in our life. That we will rest on that stone. Resting on that stone will never put you to shame. Anybody that put his hope in him shall never be put to shame. I am a testimony of putting his trust in God. I have nothing apart from God. And I always can continue to rely on him. Everything I do, I say, God, if you don't come, I have failed. In fact, I am a failure without Christ. Rest in Christ. Rest in God. Don't fret because of what is happening. Don't fret because of the fear of the future. Don't fret because things are not going on well with you. Just rest in him. And as you rested, you need help. Sometimes when you fret, you, make, you take wrong decisions. I never want to take decision when I'm pa I panic. 
If you take decision in a panic condition, it will end you somewhere. I remember I almost died. I was in a car, in a truck, traveling. And one of the tide burst. So it's going on speed. And I got afraid. I felt like jumping out. I almost came out of the car. But I don't know what happened. The team pushed me. I, I, I came back again. Fear. Nothing was going to happen but fear. Until the car went and it went, went on to went the next place. That's two ties. And it's only one that got busted. So why should I be afraid? But fear said jump out. And if I had jumped out with that speed, I would have been a dead man. So taking decision in panic will let you go and meet the problem itself. Relax, rest in the Lord. Then your spiritual brain will relax and then begin to think right. So anytime he got tired and Aaron uh, had the lifted uh, Moses' hands became heavy, so they took a stone and put it under him and sat on it. And Aaron and Aaron supported his hands, one on one side and the one on the other side. And his hand were steady. His stand were, hands were what? Steady. God needs steady hands until the going down of the sun. So Joshua defeated who? So Joshua defeated who? And his people with the edge of the soul. They didn't say Moses defeated Amalek. When they were given the, the one who defeated Amalek, who did they say? Because he's the one naturally that everybody sees. There are some people, we see them naturally. They're the one that are on the front. They're the one that, are, that people see. But those who cause the things to happen, nobody sees them. Joshua defeated them. But if Joshua was left alone without Moses, this sentence wouldn't have come. We will not see this sentence in the Bible. It's the Moses that gives victory to the Joshua's. And I pray that no matter where you are, God will grant you this strength. That no matter how heavy your hand seems to be, may God give you rest in time like this so that you can fire up. Brethren, I don't know whether somebody has been fighting some kind of battles. The spiritual battle is real. Some of you, maybe if you're in this part of the world, think the Holy Spirit and this is just a theoretical uh, concept. It's not. It's real. God is real. And God is real. The devil is also real. And his demons are real. His angels, God's angels are real. If we don't know, 
there is a, 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 a world, a spiritual world, which you cannot see with your physical eyes. They are the one that controls this physical world. That is why Christians will play a major role on this earth. If we don't lift up the rod, the world will win. The Aaron, the Moses, and the Hare, it's for them to concentrate on lifting up Christ, on, on resting on Christ and lifting. We are uh, just doing some other things which we are not able to do. And because of that, the world is winning. God wants us to rise up. We want the Moses. Yes, it's good to have the word, the Joshua's. And everybody wants to be the Joshua, the showman. A lot of Joshua's all over television. Some will advertise and tell you, oh, come and meet. Now, you don't even hear about Jesus. But about men. Now, the stone has been taken away. The stone that I give us rest and steady to make us steady is taken away. Very sorry I'm saying this. Brethren, Christianity is not a joke. It's a reality. It is not just an organization that you want to join. No. It's a living is a living body. And there are rules that makes it, that governs them. And if we want to win, we can win. We can then have the Joshua says we need them to be on the television, but we also need the, the Moses. You might not be seen. Nobody may even mention you, but you are the one who is causing those things to happen. It's in heaven that one day we will see those who have greater crown and little. You will see people with great names but with a little reward. On earth here, everybody sees them and they bow. But in heaven, they are the least. Like John the Baptist. They're concerning men on earth here. John is what? The greatest. Everybody knows about John. John ministry is known about everybody. John is very popular. John, everybody fears John. But when it comes to the kingdom, even the least is greater. So the way we judge is different from the way God judges. Maybe some of you, one day I'll be surprised. You may be, your price is maybe more than my price. Oh, prophet, I know. But there's some sincere person who is there lifting that thing. 
while I couldn't pray, the person is praying for me. He's praying for me. I'm praying for me. I'm praying for me. Some are supporting my ministry and supporting it so that I will not go and do anything. But they're praying and doing this and supporting the ministry. And say, oh, prophet is doing this great work. But one day say, hey, prophet, you did it. Look, guess it's not because of these people you wouldn't have got to that place. Nobody wanted Moses. Nobody wanted Moses. But our faith must be in God. There's one thing Abraham knew. God is a specialist. I was talking about Abraham. That Abraham is called the father of faith. Father of faith. And he knew something about God. That God, he calls things which be not as though they were. God talks about the future. He sees the future and pronounces it today. His nature is that he sees you and said, this is a great woman, a rich woman. And they want to say, I don't have anything in my, pocket, in my bank account. He is not talking about your bank account. He is talking about who you are. He sees you. And sometimes what he tells you, you look at your nature. Your nature and that one, they don't match up or align. I remember when God called me as a prophet. I thought he made a mistake. I thought it was a mistake. I said, this angel God has sent. He missed somebody's house. The house number, he missed it. I remember the first time. I knew I was God, but the first time I got, when that angel appeared to me. It was not even in a church. That makes it very questionable. I expect to see an angel in the church. But it was in a farm. An angel farmer. And I remember myself. I wasn't asleep. That was the first time I saw. I was conscious. And I'm somebody who doesn't want to be deceived. I know some guys try to deceive me before. That guy is still around. They told me they wanted to make me more intelligent. And ah, these two guys who say they wanted to be more intelligent I am more intelligent than them. So how can they introduce me to a spirit that can make people intelligent and cannot make them who are calling that decision? So that was very suspicious. They said, oh no, we can, we can do that, we can do that. And I wanted, so they took me into a bush at night. And they whistled and I had a response in three different places. It was not dark. 
And then they whistle, there is a response of a whistle. All at different places. And it sounded like somebody who is talking. The way he said that they will interpret it to me. It looked convincing. But they said I should bring some money. I said, let's wait the next day. I want to come the second time. Then I'll give you the money. He'll give me the turn. They say, the next day I bought a torchlight. They didn't know I had a torchlight with me. And when they started, they would do the thing and the person would respond. And this one respond, this one respond. He said, have you, have you seen it? I said, yes. So I went close. And did the I saw somebody sitting on top. <laughs> it was the human being with a whistle in their mouth. I went the third, the second three, another gentleman. I know him. The third one, another one. It's called Ahmad Bello. I said, Is that what you are trying to do? You think I'm stupid? This intelligence is more than the one you want to give to me. So I am very, very careful. I don't want anybody to deceive me. This I thought, I thought it was another deception. But I was seeing as if half as, as if I was, I saw it in and I saw myself standing in a cubicle where a lot and they were killing somebody was, I told you somebody was just killing the people one by one. I said they were inside and ready to die. And they killed this one, killed this one, killed this one. And when they got to me, the guy lifted the, listen, and this angel came and said, stop, this is my prophet. I was happy. <laughs> so I came out. He brought me out. And the same van went away. I said, you will be the prophet of God. After I saw that I didn't die, I asked, I said, are you sure it's me? I said, one, I don't want to be a prophet. But my idea about a prophet in Ghana is someone who is uneducated, who put on some red long gown with a red belt without shoe. And will never wear shoe in life. Lord, this is not the kind of person I want to be in life. This is a wrong person. Go and find. There are some illiterate somewhere. I am going to go. So he, repeat, he said it three times and left. He said, you're going to be a different person. So I thought prophets don't put on coat. I never thought. So I was wondering, am I going, ever going to wear shoes in life? So my life have ended. Going to the wilderness. Oh God. 
I'm too young for that. When I'm at a sister, Lord, calm down and now I'll do it. I didn't know that the prophets I was seeing were wrong preacher of prophets. Until God started, you see me. Very shy person. And the day I received the Holy Ghost baptism, I was a different man. I remember I preached and my first sign was there was great healing. And it was not in the south. It was in the north. I'm at a point they have to bring some people from the hospital at that time. And they will bring them. They will rise up and go back being discharged. The house was then full. Then I met another situation. Brethren, your hands could be weak. But you need the heirs to raise my hands up. So God knows what to do. So what happened was that my own pastors, the church I was attending, started getting people. The whole church was full. First, we couldn't get this in. And there was an overflow. And the pastor became very agitated. I wasn't the pastor. I just wanted to be a floor member. So I will be sweep, I was sweeping, the one sweeping the place. But when people can they give the testimony, the pastor, they mentioned my name, the pastor became, he said, it's not only the gift. At the point, it's the pastor to concentrate in feeding the people. He was using the prophet to attack me. And eventually, he couldn't handle it. And he said, I shouldn't see anybody that sit on any line with me will be contaminated. So I come to church. Nobody will want to sit with me. Nobody should talk to me. I don't know what I have done. He said the spirit have told him. And that was what landed me into Accra. That was the last place I wanted to be. I didn't want to go to a big city where I will be contaminated by the city uh, uh, citizens. Because I wanted to live holy life for God. Because I desire to live holy life. That was my strongest desire. So if when they asked me to come to, the, to, to, to Accra, I, I said, no, I don't want to say, you just come, we are coming to solve the problem. When I went there, that's where I got no ghost speech. What the pastor was doing that God revealed to the elders and they called us. And when they called us, the first time I saw pastors can also be human beings. He said he never said that. And I heard it. The whole church heard it. They asked us to go back to the church for him to tell the whole church that he never said that. I said, no, you are elderly people. But let us think about the souls. Not me.
I won't even go there again for somebody to ask me a question so that I can answer. So that is where, why I stayed in Accra. The elders looked at me. He said, you have to clear your name. Your name is, I said, don't worry. Joseph had a bad name and went to prison. But after he was elevated, he didn't go back to say, hey, did I take your wife? No. He continued with his. So for me, what always what I think about is the souls that Christ bought with their blood. Every soul is very important in the eyes of the Lord. I pray today gentlemen rise up. Come here. What do you want? Do you want to come here? I have a word for you. You don't know whether I have a word for you, but I have a word for you. Don't be afraid. This pastor haven't told me anything. Don't be afraid. For I know your strength. I know your weakness. But I'm not going to talk about your weaknesses. I'm going to talk about what lies ahead of you. There is something embedded in you and that will let you move. Say, who am I? You will be like the Joshua. You will be seen because God is going to bless you with something and you will go with zeal to fulfill his will. Because of that, the enemy will stop you. Is this Stephanie? Stephanie? God is about to do it and to use you. Are you a Christian? Yeah. Your desire is to serve him. Your desire is to know him. For you will run and not be weary. A time is going to come. Someone will come into your life to divert your cause from Christianity. But I have prayed for you. Because of what is in you, the enemy will also fight to take you. Because of what is in you. He's seen potential which many have not seen. But the Lord said, I have seen it. I will use you and you shall hold a song. Not to kill men, but a sword, which is the word of the Lord. And it will be so powerful in your hand that wherever you go, it shall be well. For the Lord shall use you, and the Lord shall stamp with you, says the Lord. Hallelujah. You can sit down. And the time is coming. You're struggling with your faith. That God, things seems not to work for me, but my hour has come. 
and the time has come. That many, many shall be raised from this place. I see strong men and women being raised. And each one fulfilling the mandate God has given to them. Some seems weak, but God will strengthen you. Moses. Abraham knew God as the one who called things as though they were. Things which be not as though they were. He also knows that God is able to bring life. He's a giver of life. No matter what is happening, God can give life to your situation. He said, I am old. Signs have declared me hopeless. But the word of God abided forever. Some of you will begin to affect nations. Some of you will begin to affect people. Some of you will begin to be like Stephen. That will speak and the enemies will be cut in their heart. That they will not be able to contend with what you speak with. That word will be life and will be fire burning unto them until they surrender their life. For God is raising a fiery people and great people. Your life 